Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Paul, over to you. My name is Paul Richardson. My company is Inception Support. Inception Support has been supporting home users and businesses of all shapes and sizes. All of my clients are reassured that the only stupid question they could ever ask <laughs> is when they don't ask. Any problem they've got, they can call. I've become known as the Apple Doctor, which prompted <laughs> the finishing line of, uh, if an apple a day keeps the doctor away, who should you call if your apple needs a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite movies is the movie Inception, which was released in 2010. Now, Paul, you nabbed the name long before 2010, didn't you? I'd like to say that, but no, I didn't. Inception Support was born in January 2017. Right. I didn't pick it because of the movie. Inception is the start of something. It's mm. the spark of an idea at that point in my life. It was the start of something new. So it worked on both fronts, really. Paul, thank you so much for that intro. Really, really excited to have you on. We haven't connected for a long time, but we have been connected on LinkedIn and I have seen that he's continued on the good cause. You guys know the format of this podcast, but let me remind you in case you haven't been listening since episode one, in which case I suggest you go back and listen to Kemi. She is brilliant. There are 520 questions. The questions are determined by a letter between A and Z, of course, and a number between one and 20. Each number represents a question topic and each letter represents the format that the question is asked in. Paul, first letter and number combo, please. C, four. Four is the topic of drink. And under C, the question here is, could you live without coffee in your life? Hell no. <laughs> Finally, no. the perfect answer to this. Is that an addiction to coffee, a reliance on coffee, just an enjoyment of coffee? Addiction and enjoyment. Um, <laughs> I am a self-confessed coffee snob. Coffee beans into a grinder, then into one of those stove pots. Do you research the bean? Are you into coffee from specific areas of the world? Um, I'm not quite that bad, but I do <laughs> buy my coffee beans online. Oh, uh, amazing. They're roasted within a day or so. When you go in or you're on site, do you bring the beans with you and make it there? Or do you drink the instant that they have the machine no, coffee? it's a cup of tea or a drink of water, to be perfectly honest. It's interesting as well, because you work in IT. There's like a funny trope about people that work in tech drinking coffee to stay awake. But Mine's never been to stay awake. Well, I think I've always done it for enjoyment outside of yes. uni. How did you learn to enjoy it properly? And I am going to say it like that. I think it was a joking birthday or Christmas present from friends. They bought me a hand grinder, which came mm. with coffee. And then it went wrong from there, really. Um, <laughs> I enjoy the coffee. It's not, oh, um, you know, I can't live without it. And I have to drink 10 cups a day. I much prefer to have one proper coffee in the morning. And then I'm okay. If I have another coffee, great but it's got to be done properly or not at all. Completely. I mean, I detoxed coffee for 30 days, a couple of times actually. And, you know, I find it really, really easy to not drink coffee, which I know that means it's not an addiction. What was really interesting is when I took 30 days off and then went back to it, you realise how much it gives you that buzz because I feel like now it's just part and parcel of my day. I don't realise the impact it maybe has on me, whether it perks me up. I don't know if this is something that you'd um, be interested in doing, but because I only tend to drink one proper coffee a day, yeah. I don't feel the need to keep going back. A large part of it is, yes, I enjoy it, but it's also just how I start the day. It's how I get mm, my brain in Routine, gear. yes, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, well, we started off on a really good note. Paul is good vibes, I can tell. Another letter and number combo, please, Paul. I for Inception and number six, please. Six is the topic of tech. And the question under I, which starts with have, is have you discovered any new tech or tools this year that you're particularly excited about? Certainly the one thing that's made my life less stressful is Mm. I've got an Apple Watch. Prior to getting the Apple Watch, running my own business and everything else, have I missed a phone call? Has the client emailed me? Have I missed a text message from family? Everything Mm -hmm. else. And I keep checking my phone. It's a convenience, but it's also a peace of mind that I don't have to keep checking my phone every five minutes because if the watch hasn't given me a notification, I've not missed anything. Mm. And you can turn them off so you don't get Facebook and LinkedIn. Who cares about that? Emails, phone calls, friends, family, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it helps with the fitness tracking and I use it when I go swimming and running and, or, or what have you. But no, I think the watch has really made me less stressed on a day-to-day basis, believe it or not, even though I'm more connected by having it. I think because I'm less worried about missing a phone call and everything else, my brain is in the habit now of not worried about checking. It's proactive. And if I miss it, life goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, the world's not going to explode if I'm late returning a phone call for whatever reason. People mm-hmm. are human. Stuff happens. I completely agree with you. I mean, I've got two things come up as you were talking then because we're talking so extensively about the Apple Watch. Why the it's Apple and not the Android route for you specifically? I fell into it, to be perfectly honest. I started off as a printer engineer, got trained on Apple Macs as part of the job, really, and fell in love mm-hmm. with them. And it went from there, really. This whole iOS versus Android and mm-hmm. Mac versus PC, I'm not interested. I am. I'm very I'm much not, in that no, argument. Because <laughs> Okay, I, you know, everything I've got is Apple. I support Apple. Yeah. I am not some swivelized Apple evangelist. <laughs> okay. If somebody bought you a gift that wasn't Apple, you'd happily phase that in? Personally, no. I like the Apple kit. <laughs> I've, tried, I've tried driving an Android phone. I got lost. I couldn't do it. There have been cases where a client's come to me and I've recommended a Windows machine because that's the best tool for that particular job. I've got a question for you on the culture of Apple then. What are your thoughts on Steve Jobs slash Tim Cook? Steve Jobs has got this whole mythos around him. And if you read into him, he was not necessarily the nicest bloke to work for. But he was exacting and he started Apple on the path it's on now. Tim Mm -hmm. Cook seems more of an administrator working on keeping the right type of people around him. He's more operational, yes. More operational. He's Mm. nuts and bolts and numbers. What leadership style do you champion of the two? Again, why not both? Because they're very different. You can have elements of both. But you can can have elements of both, can't you? Yeah. Well, who's that Um, leader that has the both, do you think, in tech? Tech is very divisive. The the people who end up in tech tend to be very, very results and detail oriented and not necessarily very good at people. And then the people who come in at the top are all operations. And so you need to have elements of both. Paul, this has been so much fun. I've loved reconnecting on this. Regretfully, I'm at the point where I'm asking you the final letter and number combo, please. E for expert, 20. E20, okay. 20 is one of my favourite topics, is the topic of taboo. Under E, the question that starts with do is, do you have a party trick you can share? Yes, I can juggle. I mean, that's very, very above board. Is it all about coordination? Because two's easy, but it feels like three should be as well, right? All that's happening is you're throwing up and catching. Like, what is the art there to getting that third ball in the air? as it were. <laughs> <laughs> it's, don't try and watch any individual ball. Just, Use your peripheral vision. Don't try to intellectualise it. Just throw them up just, and catch them. Yeah, just do it. Okay, how did you learn <laughs> this, Paul? Was that self-taught or did you go to a circus self-taught. as a kid? <laughs> no, self-taught on YouTube. 
Oh my God. So, okay. The question now is, when did you learn this? Is this a pandemic thing? No, it's when the kids are smaller to entertain them and make them giggle. Which is adorable. I asked you this in the context of a party trick. So does this mean in social gatherings after a few bevies, you pull out three hidden balls and start juggling? I mean, where do you, where, who, who else gets to see these skills outside of the kids that are now grown up? It's not yeah, my go-to party trick or anything. It's just... Pull you know, in the corner of a room somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is this documented anywhere? Can we see it? Because I have to take your word for it. No, it's not documented anywhere, to be honest. And <laughs> it's been a while since I'd probably end up breaking all sorts of furniture as the balls go out of control. So That's pretty awesome. Very, very good skill. This is the first time we've had that question on Textroverts, actually. So thank you so much for sharing so openly. I'm so, so excited about this next section of the podcast, which is sage advice, because you're a man full of knowledge and wisdom. You've got such a mixed background. You've kind of a lot of experience in your field, but life experience too. And so this area of the podcast I call sage advice. It's the last few minutes dedicated to somebody listening that wants to get into tech, IT, or just wants to continue to fuel their professional career. What is some advice that you've learned along the course of your own that you could give back to inspire them? Stay focused on what you want to do. To get where I am now and where I want to go, I use a compass, not a map. Have the end goal in mind, but don't worry how you get there, as long as you keep the end goal in mind. If you know what you want to do, it depends on how much discomfort you are willing to put yourself through to get where you want to go. Keep the end goal in mind, then make the best use of the tools you have around you. I leave these chats super inspired by the guests. I'm always looking forward to what it is they lend as advice. And once again, I have a lot of energy from this chat and from that advice. I think it will inspire many people. So Paul, I want to thank you once again for your time. This has been great. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. I have very much. Thank you. Amazing. Can't wait to share this one. We will leave it there for now. Take care. Thanks, and you.